Hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. We have a special presentation for you for the next, uh, what, up until Christmas time. Uh, this is a very famous um, piece of OTR history that I've never really um, heard of it. I didn't really explore it. And so this is going to be kind of fun. It's going to be me exploring this for the first time with you. Uh, I'm also going to have as occasional commentators my darling daughter, Hannah, who is 11 years old, and my wonderful son, Hunter, who is 9 years old. And they'll be sharing with us their input on this series. So far, they really like it. They've listened to this first installment. I'll have them talk about that one um, before the second installment. Anyway, this series is Cinnamon Bear, and there's so many things that make this series unique. It was meant to run from uh, Thanksgiving to Christmas Eve on, uh, in 1937, and it was so popular that they played it in 1938 and again in 1939, all the way up until uh, about 1950, 51, somewhere in there, officially on, on the network. And then, uh, unofficially, uh, supposedly, it's been aired somewhere on the planet every single year after that. So, pretty neat series. It uh, has some great future radio stars in it. Howard McNear, who is uh, Doc from Gunsmoke. Also, Floyd the Barber from The Andy Griffith Show. You might know... Um, Howard McNear from those shows. He's also done tons of radio. Uh, it also has Elliot Lewis, who um, does multiple voices on the Cinnamon Bear series. And, of course, he is most famous probably for being Remley on the Phil Harris show, also for being the producer of Suspense from 1950 to 1955-ish. Uh, did a lot of other shows, of course. Um, certainly the Zero Hours I've just brought you. He's produced Zero Hour in 1973. And he also um, has been involved in so many different areas of radio. So it's neat to hear him. This is, I believe, his first official job, um, at least that I have in my collection, of him being in radio. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Verna Felton, who, of course, is famous for being um, the mother of Dennis Day, the fake mother of Dennis Day, of course, on the Jack Benny show. Uh, she, we've had her on, she's been on Jack Benny recently in the 1939 season we've been playing. She also was Aunt, uh, I can't remember her name, Millie maybe? Not sure, from Beverly Hillbillies. And she was also a regular on um, the Petticoat Junction show until her death in, I want to say, 65-ish. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy the these great cinnamon bears. They have nice, really nice quality sound. Uh, they're, I think they're 64-bit mono uh, they're 15 minutes each and 
Uh, I think I'm a little off by a couple of days, so I'll probably sometimes play two of them, and I'm sure I'll forget them sooner or later for a day, and so sometimes I'll be doubling up, but that's only a half hour, so that's fine. Um, enjoy it. It reminds me a little bit of like an audio version of Alice in Wonderland, where it's just one adventure after another. They're a continuing series of cliffhangers, but I'll get more into the history of Cinnamon Bear and the storyline of Cinnamon Bear as we go, but enjoy this first episode. And here's the cinnamon bear. This is the story of the Cinnamon Bear and his very marvelous adventures with Judy and Jimmy Barton. But we can't very well meet the Cinnamon Bear until we meet Judy and Jimmy. They are twins, and they live in a big, old-fashioned house. At this very minute, they're in the upstairs sitting room. And from all I can hear, Judy and Jimmy are busily engaged in that very pleasant task of writing letters to Santa Claus. Let's listen. How are you getting along with your letter, Jimmy? Oh, pretty well. I guess I've got about everything down here. Now, don't go asking for everything the way you did last year. Oh, you girls are all alike. I bet you if we counted the things in your letter and the things in mine, you'd have the most. I bet you I wouldn't either. You would. Well, I won't argue about it. But I bet you my letter's more dignified than yours. Now, stop bothering me so I can finish it. Let me see. P.S. And Santa, there's just one thing more I'd like. A nice red V-L... That's not right. Jimmy, how do you spell velocipede? Uh, velocipede. Uh, V-A... Oh, you're too old for a velocipede anyway. Uh, I guess maybe you're right. Judy, Jimmy. Yes, Mother. Right here, Mother. Have you finished those letters to Santa Claus yet? Uh-huh. Yes. That's good, because we've something very important to do. What's that, Mother? What do you suppose I have in these cardboard boxes here? I know. Our Christmas tree ornaments. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you promised us we could help you go through them to see if any of them were broken. That's right. Oh, let's hurry, Mother. I can't wait. Just a minute. I'll put them right here on the table. Oh, boy. I hope that little pink Santa Claus didn't get broken. We'll see. Oh, oh. Aren't they beautiful? I'll say. 
I like those big gold ones specially. Everything seems to be pretty much in order. All the tinsel is here, the lights. Everything seems to be here except... Uh... Except what, Mother? Well, I can't see the silver star anywhere. You mean the big one we always put way up on top of the tree? Yes, but I, I don't see it in any of the boxes. Oh, gee, Mom. I'd feel most awful if anything happened to that old silver star. Me yeah. too. Well, we've had it on top of our tree for years and years. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without the silver star. Now, don't cry, <laughs> Judy. It's probably just misplaced. I remember Uncle Jed took some things up to the attic last year after Christmas. Perhaps he put it away up there. Could we go up and look for it, Mother? I don't like to have you running around in that old attic. You might get hurt. Besides, it's too cold. But, Mother, please, we've just got to find the Silver Star, and we have our sweaters on. All right. But you've got to promise to be careful and not stay too long. We won't, Mother. Honest, we won't. Where should we look first? If Uncle Jed put it away, it's probably in that big trunk in the corner by the window. Be careful you don't hurt your fingers when you open it. We'll be careful. Come on, Jimmy. Okay, here we go, up the stairs. Well, now, don't run, children. You, you might fall and get hurt. All right, Mother, dear. Last one up, the Freddy cat. Gee, Willikers. They sure are steep stairs. Yeah. They're a lot steeper than Mary Louise has in her house. I bet these are the steepest stairs in the world. Sure they are. Whew. Here we are. I beat and you're a Freddy cat. You didn't either, beat. I got here at the same time, and I'm not a Freddy cat. All right, then. We both beat. Okay. But if we both beat, who is a Freddy cat? Oh, uh, Charlie Simpson's a Freddy cat. Yeah. Gee, there sure is a lot of stuff up in this attic. Yeah, just look at all those suitcases and boxes and things. Yeah. And there's that old spinning wheel and the music box and... Oh, Judy, there's the old trunk Mother told us to look in. Must be awful full of things. The top is enclosed all the way down. Well, you get on one side, Judy, and I'll get on the other. And then we can both lift at the same time. All right, Jimmy. <sighs> oh, gee, that was kind of heavy. Oh, look, Jimmy. There's one of those old crazy quilts right on top. Take it off and we'll see what's underneath. Okay. There. Mm, smells like mothballs, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Do you see the silver star anyplace? Uh-uh. Just a lot of old clothes and stuff. Let's lift this top thing out. Come on, Judy, help me. All right. <sighs> now, let's see. See, here's a small box of ornaments. Uh, but they're all broken, Jimmy. And the silver star isn't there. Gee, here's one that's not broken. It's a pretty little airplane. It's made out of gold glass or something. We'd better take that downstairs with us. Why don't you put it someplace where it won't get broken? I'd better, I guess. I'll just set it on top of this old dresser here. Anything else, Judy? You bet. Look at this, Jimmy. A little teddy bear with a green ribbon around his neck. Gee, he isn't any more than four inches high. I wonder where he came from. I don't know. Look, look what I found, Judy. A real honest-to-goodness telescope. Isn't it a dandy? It's scrumptious. I bet that belonged to Uncle Jed when he was a sailor. I bet so, too. This sure is a wonderful telescope. When I look through it, everything seems a million times bigger. Boy, I bet if I was out on the roof, I could see clear over to England. Farther than that, maybe. You know what, Jimmy? What? This teddy bear is the teeniest one I've ever, ever seen. Sure is. Uh, say, Judy... I bet if we looked at him through this telescope, he'd be a lot bigger. Let's see, shall we? I'll lean him against the back of the trunk and you look. All right. Now, just wait till I get it fixed. Jiminy Crickets. What do you see, Jimmy? 
Willikers, he looks bigger than anything. Take a look, Judy. Let me see. Goodness, he is big, isn't he? Why, he looks almost as big as we are, only he really isn't. If you'd move over a little, Judy, we could both look at the same time. There, that's it. Can you see him? Plain as day. Judy, Judy, he moved. The bear moved. Didn't you see him moving? I thought I did, but... Sure he moved. Gosh, you're Judy, listen. He made a noise. Maybe it was just a creaky board. No, it wasn't any creaky board. It was that bear, and I'm going to talk back to him. Oh, Jimmy, maybe you better hadn't. Oh, don't get scared. He can't hurt you. He's really only four inches high. Hey, you, you teddy bear. Garo. Oh. Did you hear him, Judy? Did you hear him? He growled at me. Oh, he did, didn't he? Say, Jimmy, ask him if he's a really, truly live real bear. All right. Hey, teddy bear, tell us. Who are you? I'm the cinnamon bear with the shoe button eyes And I'm looking for someone to take by surprise I go prowling and prowling each night after dark But the folks say my growl's just a cinnamon bark Though I growl, gara, and I growl, garoo My victims only say Oh, who's afraid of you? I'm the cinnamon bear with the shoe button eyes. And I'm happy and fluffy and tough for my size. I devour lots of honey and cinnamon buns. Just to make me ferocious, but nobody runs. Now I'll growl. Hurrah! And I'll growl. Hurrah! And if you like to play, I'm much obliged to you. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful, Cinnamon Bear. Garrah! <laughs> Jimmy, let's pretend we're really afraid, huh? It'll make him feel good. Oh, all right. Oh, don't give us a scare like that again, Mr. Bear. Garrah! Oh, Judy, I'm scared. Garrah! Oh, Jimmy, hold my hand tight. Sure, and did I really frighten you? Terribly. You just about scared the daylights out of us. Well, I promise not to frighten you anymore. That is, not until me ferocious nature gets the better of me again. Now, would you be kind enough to tell me your names? I always keep a record of the people I scare. I'm Jimmy. And I'm his sister, Judy. I'm much obliged to meet you, I'm sure. Me name's Paddy O'Sullivan. That sounds Irish. Uh, sure, I'm slightly Irish. That's why I wear this green ribbon around me neck. But tell me... What are you two doing up here? Well, we lost the silver star that goes on top of the Christmas tree. Have you ever seen it, Cinnamon Bear? The silver star? Did it have five points? I, well, I think so. Sure, I've seen it lots of times. Oh, show us where the silver star is, Cinnamon Bear. Oh, it's not here now. It's, it's gone. Gone? Oh, dear. What shall we ever do now? Well, who took it? Why, the crazy quilt dragon, to be sure. Who is he? Oh, just a dragon. Not a very good one at that. He's terribly fond of shiny, bright things. Every day for the past month, he's been running into the trunk to admire the silver star. And this afternoon, it got the best of him, I guess. He just upped and ran off with it. Oh, oh now we'll never, never see the silver star again. Here, here, now, don't carry on like that. You can get the silver star back. Well, maybe. How? By going after the crazy quilt dragon. Chase him. 
I'll help you. Will you really? Oh, sure I will. Crazy Quilt's no great friend of mine. And besides, you were both very obliging and got perfectly terrified when I growled at you. Oh, you're the most wonderful cinnamon bear in the whole wide world. It's very nice of you to say it. Well, if we're going to catch up with the Crazy Quilt dragon, we better get going. Where do you think he went, Patty? Well, if I know Crazy Quilt, he probably headed for the Lollipop Mountains. The Lollipop Mountains? Well, how do we get there? You see that little hole in the wall by the music box? Yes. Well, we just pop right through there. Oh, but, Patty, Judy and I can't get through that little hole. Oh, yes, you can. It's very simple, really. All you and Judy have to do is degrow. What do you mean, degrow? Oh, just degrow. Get smaller and smaller and smaller until you're only four inches high, like me. Gosh, we can't do that. <laughs> Why, it's impossible. Nothing's impossible. I can show you how to do it in a jiffy. Phew, that sounds most magical. Willikers, show us how, Patty. Quick. All right. Now listen very carefully, and I'll tell you how to degrow. Well, well, if the cinnamon bear can show Judy and Jimmy how to degrow until they're only four inches high, then as Judy says, it really will be most magical. And maybe they'll be able to catch the crazy quilt dragon and recapture their precious silver star after all. Anyway, be sure to listen next time and find out just how the cinnamon bear manages to make Judy and Jimmy only four inches high. Hello again, this is Buck Benny speaking. We are here with our second episode of Cinnamon Bear. And my kids just listened to the first episode together. And uh, let's see. So we have Hunter, who is... How old, Hunter? Nine. Nine. What did you think so far? I like it. And I want to see how they shrink down to two inches tall. <laughs> and we'll find out today. <laughs> and Hannah, what did you think of it so far? She is 11 years old. Um, I think it's cool because there's a small little bear, and little bears are awesome. I have my little teddy bear with me. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> well, and when this was originally out, it was so popular that they started releasing cinnamon, cinnamon bear uh, bears and toys and stuff, and kids would buy them and stuff, so that's pretty cool. And it originally came out when your grandpa was 10 years old, which is pretty cool. Anyway, folks, <laughs> their grandpa. Yeah. Oh, it's in there. Very nice. <laughs> See, and that might not be have been around without that show back in 1937. <laughs> well, I hope you folks enjoyed today's episode of Cinnamon Bear, and we will be back. Maybe they will be, maybe they won't be, <laughs> for episode three. So we will see you later. Bye. <laughs> Cinnamon Bear. go with the story of Judy and Jimmy and the cinnamon bear. If you'll remember, the twins went up into the attic to hunt for a missing Christmas tree ornament, the silver star. While searching through an old trunk, 
they found a little toy cinnamon bear only four inches tall. But when they looked at him through the big telescope, he got very much larger and started to talk to them. What's more, he told Judy and Jimmy that he could show them how to degrow until they were just as small as he, so they could all chase the crazy quilt dragon who had stolen their beautiful silver star out of the trunk. At this very minute, Judy is mighty anxious to learn all about this business of degrowing. Please hurry and tell us how to get small, Cinnamon Bear. Of course, of course. Well, <clears throat> it's really quite simple, you know. It's all in the way you look at it. Now, just uh, pardon me a moment. Do you mind very much if I make one special growl at this spider here? He's been making faces at me, and it's very distracting. All right, but please hurry. It won't take a second. One, two. Gra. <laughs> he ran so fast you could hear him whistle. <laughs> That's a most effective growl, don't you think? Of course. It's wonderful, Cinnamon Bear. But we've just got to get smaller right away, or we'll never get crazy quilt. Oh, yes. Uh, let's see now. As I was saying, it's all in the way you look at it. We're only as big as we see we are. I don't understand what you mean, Cinnamon Bear. Well, you're used to seeing yourself the way you are now, about four and a half feet high. Now, when you look at me through the small end of the telescope, I'm big, aren't I? Uh-huh. When you look through the small end, things look bigger. But if you turn the telescope around and look through the big end, they look smaller. Oh. Now, Jimmy, you take the telescope and look at Judy through the big end. All right. Now, hold still, Judy. <laughs> oh, my goodness, but you're little. Well, you're no bigger than Cinnamon Bear. Let me look at you, Jimmy. I bet you you're just as tiny as I am. Oh, Jimmy... You're only about four inches high. Really? There. Now, the only thing you children have to do to be small is to see yourselves that way. But how are we going to do that, Cinnamon Bear? Yes, that's what I'd like to know. We can see each other through the telescope, all right. But how can we see ourselves? Sure, and it's simple. The first thing you do is put the telescope up on top of that dresser over there, the, the one with the looking glass. Fix it so the small end is next to the looking glass. And then look at yourselves through the big end. And presto, change-o, you'll be as small as me. Isn't it fun, Jimmy? Regular magic. Sure is, all right. Now, come on and help me put this telescope on top of the dresser. It's pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. There. We're all set now. Now, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I almost forgot something. I'd appreciate you putting me on the top of the dresser before you degrow. I'll have a hard time getting up there by myself. Of course, Cinnamon Bear. Just hang on to my finger tight. Okay. And up you go. Thank you, Judy. Now you two can look through the telescope. All right. There. Why, I can see you and me, Judy. So can I. And we look so tiny, we... Oh! Gee willikers! You feel funny, Jimmy? Awful funny. is. Why, look way over there, Judy. The trunk seems as big as a mountain. And just a minute ago, we were taller than it is. Well, well, how do you like being only four inches high? All right, I guess. Sure is funny, though. I wonder what Mother would say if she could see us now, Judy. She probably couldn't see us unless she looked awful hard. Well, we better get started now if we want to catch the crazy quilt dragon. He's got a pretty big head start. Where do we go, Cinnamon Bear? Right through that hole in the wall. What? down on the floor a while ago. It was only a tiny little hole. Now it looks like a tunnel. That's exactly what it is, Judy. A tunnel. And it leads to Maybe Land. Maybe Land? 
But you said the crazy quill dragon probably headed for the Lollipop Mountains. Sure, and the Lollipop Mountains are located in Mabyland. Come on, let's get started. Oh, dear. How are we ever going to get down off this big high dresser, Cinnamon Bear? In me aeroplane, to be sure. Why, look, Judy. Over on the other side of the dresser. It's that gold glass aeroplane I found in the trunk. Only now it's great big. But, Cinnamon Bear, we can't go anywhere in that. Why, it's only a Christmas tree ornament. That's where you're very mistaken, Jimmy. That happens to be me very own extra private aeroplane, and it flies beautifully. It does? It certainly does. Absolutely. And if you want to know what, I once made a transroute beer oceanic flight in it. Come along now. Why, look, Judy. It has a motor and everything. What does it run on, Cinnamon Bear? All the motors in Mabyland run on soda pop. Now, you and Judy climb in first. All right. All right. Gee, this is wonderful. When do we start? In a second, Judy. Uh, can you jiggle that lever while I get the propeller going, Jimmy? Sure. Uh, uh, this one? That's right. Oh, Jimmy, I'm so excited. Contact. Contact. Won't be a minute now, and we'll be off for Mabyland. Here we go. Whee! Oh, gee. Oh, oh. I'll just circle the room a couple of times, and then we'll head for the tunnel. I'm sorry, Judy. Hold tight now. Here we go into the tunnel. It's awful dark in here. How can you see, Cinnamon Bear? Miss you button eyes especially good, you know. Anyway, it won't be dark for long. We're nearly through the tunnel already. Can't you see the light ahead? Sure enough. Why, look, we're outside. Oh, Jimmy, isn't it wonderful? Oh, it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Is this what you call Mabyland? Indeed. Do lots of people live here? Scads and scads of them. All kinds of dolls and little animals and funny creatures you probably never even heard of. Are they all nice like you, Cinnamon Bear? Some are rather bad, they tell me, but of course I haven't met all the inhabitants of Mabyland be a long way. Oh, it's just like a dream. What is this place we're flying over now? Those are the Lollipop Mountains, Judy. All those different colors you see down there are lollipop trees. Look! Is that the crazy quill dragon? Where? Way over there, on top of that shiny cliff. Yes, sirree, it's crazy quilt, all right. And that's a cliff at the top of Looking Glass Valley. It's made entirely of looking glass. He probably picked the spot so he could bend over and admire his reflection. He's very vain. Let's hurry and catch him. We must be specially cautious. Mustn't let him know we're after him. We'd better circle over Looking Glass Valley... You know, just as if we were looking at the view and then get around in back of him and take him be surprised. That's a fine idea. My, isn't it bright, Judy? Just like looking up above you, because it reflects the sky and everything. Hello there! Did you hear somebody call? Yes, over there. Oh, me, it's that awful stork. Stork? Yes, weary willy, and he's a terrible nuisance. Always going around in short pants and bragging about his wonderful travels. You know, he's a globetrotter and he writes books. But don't pay any attention to him. I say, uh, hello there, and cheerio. It seems sort of impolite not to say hello to him. Oh, very well. But I warn you, he's no good at all. No good at all. Hello, Weary Willie. Greetings, my friends, greetings. Uh, could you perchance accommodate a weary wayfarer in your airplane? I've wandered many a mile and I'm most fatigued. Of course not, silly. You're bigger than our airplane is and you leave us alone. We're busy. Look. 
Jimmy, isn't he funny? He's wearing short pants like a mountain climber or something. And look at those horn-rimmed glasses. They have that silly hat with a feather in it. He's the funniest stork I ever saw. <coughs> well, uh, far be it from me to intrude where I'm obviously not welcome. Of course, I cannot always expect people to be magnanimous or sensible of the extreme honor I am conferring on them by Whatever offering Whatever in the world is he it. talking about, Cinnamon Bear? Don't pay any attention to him. He thinks he should talk that way because he has a diploma and writes books. Uh, I'll overlook your insinuations, Paddy O'Cinnamon. <laughs> if you cannot assist me in my flight, my young friends, perhaps you have the wherewithal to aid and abet in quenching my most ravenous thirst. He means he's thirsty. Will you please go away, weary willy? We're in a very great hurry to catch the crazy quilt dragon who made off with a silver star that belongs to me friends. Oh, indeed. A daring fellow, that crazy quilt. Yes, and furthermore, the only liquid we have on board is the soda pop that runs the aeroplane. So, scram. Oh, soda pop. Ah, delectable. Uh, what flavor? Oh, raspberry. Raspberry? Oh, that will do admirably. What does he mean? My goodness, he's picking up all the soda pop gas. Ah, oh, that was delicious, my friends. A top hole. Thank you, thank you. Now I believe I'll just fly over and tell Crazy Quilt you're chasing him. Or uh, perchance I should say we're chasing him. See you later. Pip, pip. Oh, he's flying away, Cinnamon Bear. You bad old stork. Shame on you. We're beginning to drop. Don't be afraid. We'll make it all right. We're going right down in Looking Glass Valley. Yes, and I can see our reflection coming up to meet us. Whee! Oh, gee! Oh, oh, oh Jimmy! Oh, Hold tight! Oh, oh my! Oh. Are you all right, children? Sure. That was nothing. I'm all right, too, Cinnamon Bear. But I'm awful angry with that mean old weary Willie Stork. So am I, and if I ever catch him, I'll make him molt where he doesn't expect to. It sure puts us in the fix. How can we ever get out of this valley? The sides are all made of looking glass, and they're straight up and down. I don't want to frighten you, children, but this is really more serious than you think. Really. What do you mean, Cinnamon Bear? Will you promise me not to get scared? We promise. We're not afraid. Well, I know all about this looking glass valley. I flew down here last year and explored it from one end to the other, and I found out what? Unless you have an aeroplane or can fly. Yes. There is absolutely, positively, no way to get out. My, my. Our adventurers really are in a pickle, aren't they? Out of soda pop gas on the shiny floor of Looking Glass Valley, with sides too steep to be climbed, and to make matters even more unbearable, the Crazy Quilt Dragon still has the Silver Star. Let's be sure to listen next time and see what becomes of Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear. Let's do the time warp again. Let's do the time warp again. Yes, we're time warping. We've gone two years into the future. Now Hunter is now 11 years old instead of 9. He sounds a little older now. So this is a current podcast. The last two you've heard were from two years ago when we were recording the podcast. And tomorrow's will be from two years ago again when Hunter gives us more information. And from there on out, I think there'll be current ones. We shall see. I'll see if I can dig up any old ones. Anyway, welcome to the third installment of the Cinnamon Bear series. And uh, 
First of all, let me introduce Hunter again. This is my son, Hunter. Hunter, say hello to the folks. Jello again. <laughs> He's back. And uh, for Cinnamon Bear, Hunter's going to give us a quick summary of where we're at with Cinnamon Bear. So what's happened so far? Well, currently, um, Cinnamon Bear shrunk down the kids and their current and they sent out to get the crazy quilt dragon who stole their silver star. Okay. So they're currently flying over the, what is it, Looking Glass Valley and the stork, whose name is... Willie. Willie. The stork. Willie the stork came up and drank all their fuel, so now they're stuck in Looking Glass Valley, which has no way out. And so today we're going to see what happens from there, right? Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, Willie the Stork, uh, from yesterday's episode, is uh, played by Gail Gordon. And Gail Gordon we know as, uh, in the Phil Harris, Alice Faye show, as Mr. Scott, uh, uh, their sponsor. And we also know him as Mr. Conklin over on um, Armist Brooks. Uh, And then... Uh, he's he's on a lot of things, of course. Uh, I, I know him originally from uh, the Jack Jack Haley show from 1937-1938. And then we also, of course, know him mainly, uh, current audiences know him from playing... Um, oh, interesting. There's a tie-in today. Ooh, this is exciting. Anyway, I'll get back to that in a second because I just thought of it. Uh, he also plays, of course, Mr. Mooney uh, in the uh, Lucy series uh, and the Here's Lucy series. He's also in that as a character. Uh, I didn't think about this till this moment, but today's episode focuses on the dragon. What is the dragon called, Hunter? Crazy Quilt Dragon. Crazy Quilt Dragon. The Crazy Quilt Dragon is played by Joseph Kearns. And Joseph Kearns, we know from uh, being Mr. Wilson on Dennis the Menace. And then, uh, unfortunately, he died during the filming of that after the third year. And who takes over for him? Playing Mr. Wilson, I guess Mr. Wilson's cousin or something, or brother or something. But anyway, the new Mr. Wilson was um, Gail Gordon, so who was on last night's episode of Cinnamon Bear. So there's a tie between those two. They both played kind of the same character on uh, Dennis the Menace, television show in 1960s. Uh, what else do we have to say about this today? I'm trying to remember if any other ground we have to cover. Well, I'd like to know if there are any children around my age that listen to this. And okay. if so, please email my dad because I'd like to know. So email me if you've got kids that listen to this. Oh, and we did bring Hunter back by popular demand. We did have a whole uh, email drive uh, people sending in emails demanding that he comes back. How many emails do we get about that? Uno. Oh, yeah, one. That's right. <laughs> we, had, we had one request to bring Hunter back. But, but here, So Hunter and I and occasionally his sister Hannah will be uh, introducing the Cinnamon Bear episodes. So enjoy tonight's episode of Cinnamon Bear, and we will be back to talk next time about more Cinnamon Bear. And enjoy Joseph Kearns and Gail Gordon and Elliot Lewis and um, Verna Felton uh, on these episodes. Oh, very last thing 
uh, an apology on my part, a belated apology from two years ago. I, I listened to the first episode and I was talking about Verna Felton and getting excited about who Verna Felton was. She plays Dennis's mother, of course, in uh, the Jack Benny show. Um, she's Fred Flintstone's mother as well. She's also the, plays the mother in this series of the two kids. So I guess the two kids, Fred Flintstone and Dennis Day, are all brothers and sisters-in-law or something like that. Or, no, step-brothers and stepsisters, I guess, or something, because they all have the same mother. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to apologize about was the fact that I said that she was in um, Beverly Hillbillies and Petticoat Junction, and that, of course, was actress B. Bernadette, not... Um, Verna Felton, another who's another great actress. So we'll let it go there and enjoy tonight's episode of Cinnamon Bear. And here's the Cinnamon Bear. let's see what's happening to Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear. We left them at the bottom of Looking Glass Valley, where their airplane was forced down after Weary Willie, the stork, punched a hole in the fuel tank and gulped all the soda pop gas. If you remember, this made them very sad, especially because Weary Willie threatened to tell the Crazy Quilt Dragon that they were chasing him. And they were even sadder when Cinnamon Bear told them there was no way to get out of the valley. I just know we'll never get the Silver Star back from Crazy Quilt. And if we don't have it to put on top of our Christmas tree... Look, Cinnamon Bear, aren't there tools or something in the plane that we could use, you know, to cut steps in the sides of the valley like the Alpine mountain climbers do in ice? I thought of that, Jimmy, but this looking glass is very, very hard and it won't crack no matter what. I guess there's only one thing for us to do, children. What's that? Wait until it rains. But I don't see what that will do to help us get out of here, Cinnamon Bear. That's just because you've never been in maybe land before. You see, when it rains here, it rains soda pop. I see what you mean. Then we'd be able to fill up the airplane and fly out just the way we came in. Exactly. But when is it going to rain? Oh, me, oh, my. That's something I didn't think about. It might rain tomorrow, and again, it might not rain until the next 4th of September. Well, we can't wait around for a soda pop rainstorm. I wish I knew something magic to say that would just scoot us right to the top of that cliff. Look, Cinnamon Bear, here comes Weary Willie, that bad old store. So it is. And I must say he has a nerve coming back after drinking up all our soda pop gas. As soon as he gets close enough to hear me, I'm sure going to tell him a thing or two. Oh, don't do that, Jimmy. I have a better idea. He's an awfully conceited person, and if we flatter him a bit... Maybe he'll feel ashamed of himself and help us get out of here. Hello, below. I'd like to punch him in the beak. Don't talk too loud, Jimmy. Remember what Cinnamon Bear said? Yeah, we must be very, very polite. I say, hello, below. I'm sorry we haven't any more soda pop, Weary Willie. Both for your sakes and ours. We're stuck here and we can't get out. By Jove, I'm deucedly unhappy to hear that, old man. In fact, I'm rather saddish to think that I was instrumental in causing your downfall. 
But I was confoundedly thirsty, you know, and when I'm thirsty, it brings out all the primitive in me. I don't exactly know what you mean, Mr. Stork, but whatever it is, I hope you feel better now. Oh, I feel ripping, absolutely ripping. In fact, I feel so ripping that I should like nothing better at the moment than a good rousing game of ping-pong. Are any of you ping-pong-minded? No, we don't feel like it at all. Besides, we don't have anything to play it with. Oh, so we don't. It's just as well, too, because I'm a bit sloppish at ping-pong anyhow. For some reason, I always ping when I should pong and vice versa. Well, Mr. Stork, I suppose you did what you said you would and told that crazy quilt dragon that we were chasing him to get the silver star back. By Jove, I did. I've such a beastly rotten temper at times. I was provoked because you wouldn't give me a lift. I just went stork mad for a moment, but I'm terrifically sorry, really. You've no idea how sorry. That's a good that does us now, Weary Willie. I have it. I'll fly you out of Looking Glass Valley. That'll be grand of you, won't it, children? You bet. Let's go. Very well, then. Uh, how will we manage it? Let me see now. Uh, do you think we could all get on your back? Oh, of course. I have a strapping physique, you know. Played rugby and all that. Oh, yes. I can carry all three of you without batting an eye. Well, let's hurry, please. By all means, by all means. Shan't delay a jot longer. Now, uh, I'll kneel me down and uh, you may all ascend. You go first, Judy. All right. I'm on. And now you, Jimmy. Okay. There. All set. Now me. All aboard, Patio Cinnamon. All aboard, Willie. Then hold on tight. The hop up to the top of the cliff will be most grueling for me. I'll have to exert every last ounce of my marvelous strength. Uh, are you ready, my friends? Ready. Then we're off. Pip, pip. Wee, isn't this wonderful? Gee, we're climbing way up to the top. We've made it. Congratulations, Willie. Oh, don't mention it. It was nothing, nothing. Thank goodness we got out of that valley. Can you see the crazy quilt dragon anywhere, Judy or Jimmy? No, I can't. I guess he got tired of looking at himself in Looking Glass Valley and went someplace else. Oh, dear. Where do you suppose he went? Oh, according to my recollection of Crazy Quilt's habits, uh, he's apt to be taking a siesta at this hour. What does he mean, Jimmy? I don't exactly know, but I'll bet Cinnamon Bear does. He means that about this time every day, Crazy Quilt generally takes a nap. Righto. And if I may enlarge upon my statement, he frequently takes his siesta in the vicinity of the Root Beer Ocean. Could you take us there, Willie? Will oh, it would give me untold joy to do so, my friend. I feel it incumbent upon me to make amends for my caddish conduct this afternoon. How would you like to have me fly this time, fast or slow? Oh, fast, Mr. Stork. As fast as you can. We've just got to catch up with Crazy Quill. Righto. Here we go. Pip, pip. When you fly fast, you really fly fast, don't you, Willie? Oh, but definitely. Some call me the streamlined stork. And you sure brought us to the right spot, Mr. Stork. There's Crazy Quilt right over there. And he's sound asleep. And look, he's got the silver star right under his nose. Aha, the villain has been brought to bay. We'll just hand him the surprise of his life. Uh, 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 pardon me, my friends, uh, but uh, may I be of any further service? No, thank you, Willie. It's been most kind of you to carry us here. You were wonderful, Mr. Stork. 
Thanks a million. Oh, not at all. After my unmitigated thirst caused you to make a forced landing in an inaccessible locality, it was little enough for me to make amends in the small manner in which I have. And, and it was course... very big of you. And as a final favor, will you allow me the pleasure of sending you an autographed copy of my latest travel book? It's bound in purple alligator skin, printed on... I'll be thrilled to death. Just send it to Paleo Cinnamon, General Delivery, Wintergreen Forest. Oh, but I didn't finish telling you Thanks a lot, Willie. You've been a brick. Oh, yes. Uh, so I have. Uh, well, I must pop along now my dear friends, and I wish you success in your endeavor. Goodbye. Pip, pip. So long, Willie. Well, that's over. He sure talked a blue streak. Yeah, but he turned out to be a big help after all. Now let's surprise Crazy Quilt. I see he's still snoozing away over there. How we do it, Cinnamon Bear? Well, he's right near the cliff overlooking the root beer ocean. So the thing to do is to close in on him from three sides. Now, Jimmy, you take that side, Judy the other, and I'll walk straight at him. All right. Come on. Isn't it exciting, Jimmy? Not too loud. You'll wake him up. When we get near enough, one of you can snatch the silver star from under his nose. What's that? Oh, dear. It's one of those military-minded mosquitoes, and he's making right for crazy quilt. Oh, 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 what goes on here? Willikers, he bit Crazy Quilt right on the nose and woke him up. And just when we were about to get our silver star. We'll have to try something else. Hey, you, Crazy Quilt. I'm very busy right now, Cinnamon Bear. I'll speak to you some other time. He's trying to run away. Close in on him, children. Come on, come on, let's go now. Hurry up. Get over this way. That's it. We got him backed up right on the edge of the cliff. Why? I don't understand. Uh, what does all this mean? You know what it means, Crazy Quilt. We've got you this time. Where's our silver star? A uh, silver star? Uh, what silver star? Don't try to quibble, Crazy Quilt. Hand it over gratefully and you can go your way. Oh, what a terrible mistake you've made. Why, I I've never seen this uh, silver star you're talking about. You must have the wrong party. You have too, Goddess. I can see it even if you are trying to hide it. It's our silver star, and we've got to have it to put on top of the Christmas tree. You stole it out of that trunk, and you know it. What? Oh, come, 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 come. Do you think I would do such a wicked, wicked thing as steal? Oh. You still insist that you didn't take it, Crazy Quilt? I repeat, I have not seen it. Oh, we'll have to scare him. Let's go. Well, scram, you bad dragon. Scatch, go. Oh, ho, 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 how funny. Garah. Boo. Boo. Oh, 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 help, help. Oh, don't ever do that. He's slipping over the edge of the cliff. Fell into the ocean, right into the root beer ocean. Quick, we'd better run down so we can head him off when he comes out of the water. Come on. Hurry up, Judy. Come I'm coming. We get him. He can't escape this time. Dear, he's just coming up on the beach. Oh, 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 oh I'm so unhappy. <laughs> Such unkind people to say boo to a crazy quilt dragon. Don't you know you should never do that? Why shouldn't we? Well, I'll tell you. Don't ever say boo to a crazy quilt dragon in hopes he'll turn tail and run. There aren't many words that will make him go crazy, but boo is decidedly one. You can say cheese it or scat if you please, it will certainly bother him none. Now, shoe or skidoo, sir, would not be taboo, sir, but booing is just never done. Don't ever say boo to a crazy quill dragon, no, never, not even in fun. 
Remember a crazy quilt colors are fast and are guaranteed never to run. <laughs> that was very pretty crazy quilt, but you did run. So I guess you aren't as guaranteed as you think. Oh, but I didn't run. I jumped. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Oh, I suppose I deserve it for giving way to my baser self. But if you only knew how weak I am when something beautiful and shiny attracts me. So when I found the silver star... You mean when you stole it? Well, if you want to put it that way. Oh, I would never have taken it if I'd known how much it meant to you. Uh, may I apologize and ask your forgiveness? You mean you're sorry, Crazy Quilt? Oh, of course, little girl. And you won't ever do it again? Oh, never, never, never. That's fine. Now everything will be hunky-dory if you'll just return the Silver Star to us. Of course. Uh, only... Only what? Only it dropped out of my mouth when I jumped off the cliff. And it's lost in the root beer ocean. Well, they've got the Crazy Quill Dragon all right, but they haven't got the Silver Star. It looks like a lot of strange adventures are in store for Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear before they retrieve their lost treasure. So let's be sure to listen next time and see what happens. Dragons and... And storks and cinnamon bears. Oh, my. Dragons and... And storks and cinnamon bears. Oh, my. Dragons and storks and Oh, my. Okay, here we are again for the next installment of Cinnamon Bear. And we have uh, my son Hunter again. Say hi, Hunter. Hello. <laughs> and we have his friend Dylan. Dylan, say hi. hi. <laughs> uh, Dylan heard his first installment of this. Dylan, what do you think so far? Um, I think it's a little weird considering <laughs> there's like soda rain and like a root beer ocean. <laughs> and... Did you enjoy the song? Okay, Hunter, give us a summary of what's happened so what's happening so far um, in the story. So far, the stork felt bad, so he flew them out of Looking Glass Valley mm -hmm. to the dragon, and they went to the dragon, and they were trying to scare him, but he woke up. So then they said. Boo and hurrah, and they're like, you never said boo to a crazy quilt dragon. That's wonderful So now they singing, yeah. rescued, the, <laughs> rescued the dragon when he fell into the soda pop ocean. Uh -huh. But now the star is just floating around in soda pop ocean. Okay. So now they, I guess they have to find the star in the soda pop ocean, right? Yeah. And, and is this soda pop ocean, is, is that the same thing as root beer ocean? Yeah. Okay. So it's soda pop and the flavor happens to be root beer, I guess. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Uh, the guys were saying we should drink it all. Maybe that'd be a way to solve the problem. I don't know. But uh, we will continue on tomorrow and find out what happens with this whole situation and see what happens. Hunter kind of already knows ahead, so he's not going to tell us. But uh, anyway, Dylan, do you have uh, um, any other observations about the episode or anything? Uh, they use soda pop gas. They <laughs> use soda pop gas. All right. They, instead of calling it Maybelline, they should call it Soda Pop Land. Soda Pop Land, because there's lots of pop going on there. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Tune in for our next installment of Cinnamon Bear. Can you say goodbye to everybody? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs>
Well, Judy and Jimmy and the cinnamon bear overtook the crazy quilt dragon last time and cornered him on a cliff overlooking the root beer ocean. But no amount of persuasion could make him hand over the silver star which he had stolen. So nothing remained but to scare him. And scare him they did. And what did Crazy Quilt do but leap off the cliff and land Kerslush in the ocean? They rushed down to meet him as he came dripping through the root beer waves, only to discover that he had dropped the silver star when he jumped. It's lost again. Everyone is muchly disturbed, and Crazy Quilt is hanging his head. <laughs> this is a pretty kettle of halibuts, if I do say so myself. You're a fine kind of a dragon. First you steal our silver star, and then you go and lose it. Oh, me. Nothing but shame do I get. Shame to the left of me. Shame to the right of me. You're extra bad and you know it. Now, Jimmy, don't be so mean to Crazy Quilt. He said he was sorry. Ah, my gracious young lady, do I detect a note of sympathy in your sweet voice? Can it be possible you feel sorry for me? Well, I didn't exactly say I was sorry for you. After all, it was very naughty of you to steal our star. Don't try and pull any of that weepy-weepy stuff around here, Crazy Quilt. It won't work. Oh, lass, for ten centuries... Uh, maybe eleven. The crazy quilt dragons have flourished with nary a blot on their scutcheon. Oh, to think that I must be the one to bring shame to our illustrious name. Oh, there, there, crazy quilt. Don't feel so bad about it. I must redeem myself. There's no three ways about it. You've I must. done enough already, you overstuffed villain. That's what I say. You'd better scram before I say boom. Oh, please, please. You know how that horrid word affects me. Don't be so impolite, Jimmy. Let's see what Crazy Quill has to say for himself. Oh, thank you, my lovely one. <clears throat> now, if you could all overlook my past offenses, I I'd gladly help you look for the star. Applesauce with raisins in it. Don't let him fool you, children. I really have a good heart, you know. It's made out of red yarn, and it's big and true as true can be. Don't you think you could see your way clear to let me join up with your expedition? Huh? How's about it? I don't know what to say, Crazy Quilt. Well, I do. We don't trust you, Crazy Quilt, and that's that. Good for you, Jimmy. Oh, the shame of it all. Oh, agony. Listen, what's that noise, Cinnamon Bear? I wonder. Can you see anybody, Jimmy? No. Look, coming around that rock. Wow. Jiminy Crickets. It's the Ingaboos. Run. Run for your lives, everybody. See you later. Wow. Oh, Crazy Quilt's jumped back into the ocean. Why, look. Those Inkaboos are as flat as can be. <laughs> they look like paper dolls. Sure. Paper dolls made out of blotting paper with faces drawn on them. <laughs> Aren't they funny? I don't know about that. They've got pens for spears, and they certainly are scowling all right. Alto! Oh, don't be silly. How can we halt when we're not moving? Alto! I arrest you, whoever you be, in the name of His Majesty King Blotto Third. Wow, wow, wow. Arrest us? For what? We haven't done anything. Oh, but you have, definitely. Prisoners, fall in. We're not prisoners, and we won't fall in. Better step along lively or get pricked by our spears. Maybe we better do as they say. Those pens look plenty sharp. Prisoners, forward march all. Uh, this is an outrage. We haven't done a thing, and, well, we're not going to march. That's what. Oh, uh, that's just a sample. Now hurry up. I sure wish I had my water pistol with me. I'd fix those Inkaboos in a jiffy. I'd soak them up like anything. I could fix them, too, if they didn't have those pesky spear pens. Bless my stuffings, but they're sharp. Look, over there, it's a town. Sure enough. And the houses are made of cardboard. You know, they're sort of wobbling in the breeze. You know what, Jimmy? It looks just like that toy village we got for Christmas last year. See, the walls and the roofs are held together with cardboard flaps. 
And the windows don't have any glass at all. And the grass we're walking on isn't really grass, it's paper. Just like that green grass uh, we always have in our uh, Easter bunny nests. Do you kind of suppose that beach we were on was made out of sandpaper? That's very funny. I'd laugh the stuffing out of myself if I wasn't so worried about what these Inkaboos are going to do with us. Let's ask them and find out. That's a good idea. Uh, hey, you, uh, uh, Mr. Blotter. Oh. Oh. oh, what's the matter? Prisoner, you have uttered the greatest insult that can be insulted at a mighty Inkaboo. Why? Just because he called you a blotter? Oh. <laughs> if you value your skin, you stuffed monstrosity, never say that terrible word again. Why, uh, why, certainly, if it upsets you that much... But we'd sort of like to know what you're going to do with us. In a few moments, you shall be ushered into the presence of His Imperial Majesty, Emperor of the Inkaboos, Incorporated King Blotto III. Ow, ow, ow! Yeah, and what's King Blotto going to do? His Majesty will hear the accusations and pass judgment on you. For what? We haven't hurt anybody. I should say not. That has nothing to do with the case. And King Blotto will punish you accordingly. Now, march Ow, ow, ow. Sirs, you are about to enter the royal audience chamber... Bow your heads and keep them there until His Majesty speaks. I'm afraid that's impossible for me. You see, my head is fastened on so it can move sideways, but not up and down. Oh, this will never do. Everyone must show His Majesty the utmost respect. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just turn my head clean around so it's facing backwards. How is that? Uh, a bit irregular, but it'll do. Guard, sound the royal falderall. <laughs> Prisoners, forward, Marcho, and keep your heads bowed. Hope I don't stumble. Me too. With me head turned backwards, I haven't the slightest idea where I'm going. Prisoners, alto. <coughs> your most unusually high highness, we bow in your mighty presence. Hail King Blotto Third. Ow, ow, ow. In more respect, please. You're not half enthusiastic enough. Ow, ow, and double ow. That's better. You may raise your heads now, prisoners. Look, that's King Blotto sitting on an empty ink bottle. What a funny king. Isn't he, Cinnamon Bear? Wait till I get my head twisted around so I can see. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, what a sight. Order, order. Who are these things, Captain? We're not things, we're people. And very good people, I might add. When we wish you to add, we'll tell you about it. Quiet. Proceed, Captain. Your Majesty, we found them standing right on the boundary line of the Dominion of the Inkaboos, Incorporated. And what's more, they had their shoes on. Oh. This is an offense, isn't it? Uh, by the way, what offense is it? A violation of Ordinance Number 23, Skidoo, which prohibits foreigners from standing on an Inkaboo boundary line with shoes on. Oh, yes, so it does. Well, how did we know it was against the law? Yeah, we didn't see any boundary line. Where is it? That's what I'd like to know. Where is it? It's a secret. Well, you can't very well arrest us for standing on something that we don't know where it is. Ignorance of the law is nine-tenths of uh, something. And besides, you should have taken your shoes off. Then we wouldn't have bothered you. <laughs> then that lets me out. I don't wear any shoes, so I couldn't very well take them off. What? Then you're doubly guilty because you didn't have any shoes to take off. But that's not fair. 
That, or, well, that law doesn't say anything like that. Oh, my, so it doesn't. Well, we'll fix that. Uh, where's my royal secretary? Here, Your Majesty. Uh, take an amendment. Quote, people who don't have shoes to take off when they stand on an Inkaboo boundary line are guilty of uh, double treason and arsenic. I, King Blotto III, so will it. Uh, <clears throat> unquote. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. What? What do you intend to do with this now? Well, I don't quite know. Something too too terrible, I fancy. That is, unless you uh, want to try and win your freedom. Well, how can we do that? I'll tell you. Ever since the Inkaboos were created, I have been king because of a mysterious, magical inscription I bear on my chest. See it? Yes, I noticed it before. It's some kind of writing. Uh, indeed. Uh, pretty, isn't it? And I'm the only Inkaboo that has such an inscription. Oh, uh, what's it say? That, strangers, is exactly what we've never been able to find out. Wise men from all over the realm have tried for years to decipher it, but in vain. Uh, we know it's most important. So if you prisoners can tell us what it says, we'll allow you to leave unharmed. I, I know what it is, Judy and Jimmy. It's writing that's been blotted on him from a piece of paper. It's just on backward, that's all. If I had a looking glass, I could read it off like nothing. I have a little looking glass, cinnamon bear, right here in my sweater pocket. Swell. Give it to him so we can get saved. Here it is. Well, strangers, will you attempt to save your lives? Your Majesty, it has been revealed to me that I may make known to you and your subjects the inscriptions on your Majesty's person. Have I your permission to perform a bit of magic? Uh, you have. Very well. I approach your Majesty. I hold this magic eye to your chest. Now, looking glass, looking glass, shining bright, read us what's within your sight, hocus pocus, ishka bibble. Oh, 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 this is good. Come here and look, Judy and Jimmy. Why, oh. how dare you laugh at my chest? I can't help it. Do you want to know what your mysterious inscription says? Certainly. Read on. Okay, you ask for it. Here goes. One pound hamburger, half a pound of Limburger cheese, five cents worth of onions. Wow. <laughs> he must have been blotted on somebody's shopping list. I regret to inform your majesty that your magical inscription is just the makings of a Dutch lunch. Oh! Enough! Enough! Your insults and laughter at our royal expense shall cost you dearly. What do you mean? Captain! Summon the royal guard. Summon the royal executioner. Executioner? Conduct these insulters outside the gates. Yes, your majesty. And have them thrown into the immense inkwell. Goodness gracious, that sounds bad for our friends, doesn't it? King Blotto III really means business, I'm afraid. It's hard to wait until next time to find out what's going to happen to Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear when the Royal Guard and the Royal Executioner take them to the immense inkwell. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Buck Benny and his son, Hunter. Say hello. Hi! Very good. Uh, Hunter is going to tell us so far what's happened on Cinnamon Bear. He's been enjoying them, I believe. Have you been liking them? Yes, and I stopped talking like Cinnamon Bear. Very good. Now, why don't you tell us what's happened so far so we can catch people up. Well, the two kids went up into the attic to find a silver star for their Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. But when they went up there, a little brown bear 
that was a stuffed animal told them that the crazy quilt dragon took it. So they had to shrink down and get into a plane so they could fly through a tiny crack in the wall to go to Maybe Land. And the plane was powered by soda pop. And then when they were flying towards the crazy quilt dragon, the stork came up and was thirsty, so he drank all their fuel. So then they crashed <laughs> into Looking Glass Valley, which there is no way out. <gasps> <laughs> and then what happened? And then um, the stork felt bad for what he did, so he flew them out. And then he flew them to the Crazy Quilt Dragon, who was resting right next to the Soda Pop... Mm, Soda Pop Ocean. Mm-hmm. So then they scared him and he fell off and he landed into the Soda Pop Ocean. But the Silver Star fell out of his mouth and drifting away. But the. What are they called? Ink. Let's just call them Inca Flat. Inca Doos. Let's just call them Inca Doos. Okay. The Inca Doos. They caught them standing on the boundary line with their shoes on. Then they got sent to the Royal Highness of the Inkadoos, who got plastered with a meal order. And they read it, and now they're going to be terminated. That was a great summary. Now, what do you think is going to happen next? Uh, They're going to swim in the oil and then they're going to climb out, and then they're going to take a boat, and then they're going to find the Silver Star. Very good. Well, we shall see what's going to happen next in our next adventure. Um, you really are paying attention, Hunter. I think you're really liking it, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Stop talking like Cinnamon Bear. That's very good. Did that? Yes, you already said that. I'm glad you stopped talking like Cinnamon Bear. And we will continue to enjoy these episodes, and maybe my daughter will join us soon again. So, okay. <laughs> enjoy the next Cinnamon Bear episode. And here's the Cinnamon Bear. I wonder what's happening to Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear. They lost the Silver Star again when the Crazy Quill Dragon jumped into the Root Beer Ocean, and as though that weren't bad enough, they were captured by the Inkaboos, strange people made out of blotting paper with their faces drawn on in ink. Crazy Quill escaped, but the rest of our brave expedition was led before King Blotto III, accused of violating all sorts of Inkaboo laws and finally condemned to be thrown into the immense inkwell. Now we find Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear completely surrounded by Inkaboos standing on the brink of the immense inkwell. Jimmy, hold my hand. I'm scared. Deary me. This inkwell really is immense and black as pitch. Willikers, it's almost a block across. Yes, and it's over 3,000 thingamajigs deep and it's icy cold. Oh, 
my beautiful stuffing. This will be the end of patio cinnamon, sure. And we'll never, never get the silver star back. Maybe we'll never have another Christmas, even. Oh, I wish we were back home with Mother and Daddy. Oh, don't cry, Judy. I'm right here. I'm a pretty good swimmer, you know. I got a batch for it. But I don't know how good I can swim in that awful ink. <laughs> you can't. This is unswimmable ink. You'll just sink and sink and sink. Oh, you mean old blotters. His <laughs> right royal highness, King Blotto Third. Ow, ow, ow. Well, 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 let's get on with the execution. Come, 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 come. Where's the royal executioner? Excuse me, Your Majesty, but the royal executioner isn't here. Isn't here? Why isn't he? This is his day off. Why doesn't somebody tell me these things? Send someone after him. Begging your pardon, Your Majesty, but executioner's union, local 33 and a third, would be very much annoyed if we did. Maybe we'll get saved yet, Jimmy. Maybe. Ah, what a way to run a kingdom. Here we have three very insulting people to execute. And the executioner is taking a day off. I, well, I'm flabbergasted. But, Your Majesty, how is Quiet. it? Quiet! Where's my royal secretary? Here I am, Your Majesty. Take a proclamation. Quote, be it known here and after, and from this date henceforward, that the royal executioner shall not, underline not, shall not take his day off if it is the day of an execution. And furthermore... Excuse me, Your Majesty... But how can the royal executioner not take his day off on the day of an execution if he starts off on his day off before it becomes the day of an execution? Do I make myself clear? Absolutely. Uh, what do you mean? Well, the royal executioner left for his day off this morning, and this did not become a day of an execution until this afternoon. Oh, very well, then. Don't take a proclamation. You see if I care. If things keep up at this rate, we may have a chance yet, Jimmy. That's what I think. Well, why doesn't somebody do something? I'm sorry, Your Majesty, but the Yinkaboo Constitution is very rigid in the matter of executions. I'm afraid we're lost without the royal executioner to officiate. Ahem. Uh, well, uh, why don't you just sort of call the whole thing off, huh? That'd be elegant. Sure. You don't want to have an execution anyhow. We do so, and don't you speak until you're spoken to. This here now execution has got to go on. What'll we do? Uh, possibly we could postpone the... Hooray! Hooray! Now, what's the matter with you? I've been trying for ten years to remember what my official position is, and it just dawned on me sudden-like. <laughs> hooray! Hooray! Oh, cut the hooray business and tell us who you are, if it makes any difference. Oh, but it does, Your Majesty. I just happen to remember that I'm the assistant royal executioner. So there. Oh, we're some children. They'll dunk us like donuts. Oh, I don't want to be pushed into that awful big old inkwell. Me neither. I'll fight him first. Come on, Jimmy. No, 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 you don't. Uh, hold him, man. Leave me alone. Oh, now, don't do that again, Blotterface, or I'll scratch you to shreds. <laughs> Did you hear that? This little runt says he'll scratch me to pieces. And he will, too. Gurrah! Gurrah! Oh, make that thing stop making that funny noise, will you? And for the love of ink, get on with the execution! Very well, Your Majesty. Gurrah! Just a minute. What's that person doing anyway? He's a cinnamon bear, and that's his growl. Yeah, and it scares people like everything. Ah, oh, fiddlesticks doesn't scare me at all, but I find it most annoying. Kindly desist, will you? And in the name of 10,000 pen wipers, please proceed with the execution. Of course, Your Majesty. 
Are the prisoners in line to be shoved off into the immense inkwell, Captain? Well, sort of, but they won't stand still. Uh, here, you, uh, all of you put your arms around each other uh, so the executioner can push you in with one push. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, there, all ready now. I'm awful scared, Cinnamon Bear. Just, just be calm like me, Judy. Something always happens. Sure, like in storybooks. Uh, the Marines will come, maybe. Is holding us up now. I'm rapidly losing my patience. Pardon, Your Majesty, but I temporarily forgot how the ceremony begins. Well, you'll better remember in a jiffy, or I'll have you dropped into the inkwell when the royal executioner gets back from his day off. Yes, 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 Your Majesty. <coughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. In the name of His Majesty, King Blotto Third, I, Assistant Executioner, you hereby prepare to shove these prisoners into the black depths of the immense inkwell. Uh, well, go on, uh, go on. Your Majesty will please forgive me, but I can't just remember the exact wording of the execution. Absurd! Why, I'll have you... Please, please, couldn't I just skip over that part and shove them in right away? Your Majesty, unless the executioner proceeds according to custom, the execution may not be done. Oh, this is the last straw. Oh, dear, let me see. Maybe I can remember how it begins. Um, mm, uh, um, one for the money... Two, uh, uh, two, uh, oh, for the show. Uh, oh, splendid. Uh, one for the money, uh, two for the show, uh, three, uh, uh, three, uh, <laughs> Jimmy and I know that one. You bet. It's one for the money, two for the show, three to make ready. No, and... no, don't, Jimmy. You're just helping them throw us in this awful inkwell. Jiminy Crickets, I forgot. Your Majesty, Your Majesty, I remember it all now. May we proceed with the execution? By all means, and make it snappy. One for the money, two for the show, three to make ready, and ho, ho, ho! Who interrupts our magnificent ceremony of execution? Why, it's the crazy quilt dragon. Where? I see him, and bless my stocking if he hasn't got reinforcements. Hooray, we're safe! Company, prepare to defend yourselves. Crazy Quilt's got a company of scissor soldiers. They'll cut the inkable blotters to pieces. Well, let's try to get through and meet Crazy Quilt. We can't. We're completely surrounded by these awful inkaboos. They're going to try and hold us. Up for Madam Boys. Mow them down. Here we are, Crazy Quill. Hold on, friends. We'll break through. Call for reinforcements. Bring out the artillery. That's just what Crazy Quill. Give him the work. Hurrah. Here he is. Crazy Quill. Oh, you got here just in the nick of time, Crazy. Oh, glad we did. But the fight's not over yet. The Inkaboo captain just called for the artillery. Oh, these scissors soldiers will fix them all right. I don't think so. Scissors can raise havoc with ordinary Inkaboo blotters, but they're not much good against the artillery. Just as soon as there's a big enough break in the line, we'll run for it. Gurrah! Adam boys! Here comes the Inkaboo artillery. Look! They're big fountain pens. Right, and they squirt ink. Gee, look what they're doing to the scissor soldiers. They're slipping and sliding all over the place. Oh, that's what I was afraid of. They can't cut a thing when they're wet. Oh, hooray! 
there's a break in the Inkaboo line. Come on, let's run for it. All right, but where are we going? We can't just run and run. Of course not. The Inkaboos will catch us. Well, uh, uh, just keep running. I think I know a safe place. Where's that? The Rootsbeer Ocean. We'll all jump in, and the Inkaboos won't dare follow us because they'd get soaked and fall to pieces. Wonderful, Crazy Quilts. Let's run even faster. Yes, but what about Cinnamon Bear? He can't jump in the Rootsbeer Ocean. Mercy, no. It would be the end of me and my extra special stuffing. Don't worry about that. You can all climb on my back, and I'll swim you. Crazy Quilts, you're a lifesaver. Oh, not yet, I'm not. We've still got to make it to the beach. Let's go. Oh, there's the Rupee Ocean. I, I was afraid we'd never make it. Oh, gee, here come those Inkaboos. All right, up on my back, all of you. Okay, Crazy Quilt, I'm on. How about you, Jimmy? Right behind you, Judy. Yeah, me too. All set for the takeoff? All set, Crazy. Then here we go. Woo, just made it. Boy, are those Inkaboos mad. Yeah, but they don't dare follow us. We're certainly grateful to you for saving us, Crazy Quilt. Oh, Shaw, it was nothing. I just wanted to show you how, how sorry I was about the Silver Star. Oh, I'd almost forgotten about our Silver Star with all the excitement and everything. Yes, but we still got the fire to put on top of our tree. Or Christmas won't be Christmas. Well, uh, uh, do you think I've redeemed myself enough to be allowed to help you look for it, my friends? Crazy Quilt. As one cinnamon bear to a dragon, I'd say yes. What do you think, children? Sure. Crazy Quilt's one of us now, and we're glad to have him. Oh, my friends, I am touched. I don't know how. My stuffings. Willikers, what a big wave that was. Are you all right, cinnamon bear? Dunky, dunky. Jimmy, look, over there. Isn't that our silver star? Oh, sure enough. It's floating on top of the root beer ocean as nice as you please. Eureka! Swim over that way, Crazy Quilt, so Jimmy can reach out and grab it. Right you are, Skipper. Now, just a little closer, Crazy Quilt. Oh, what's that? Wow, it's a big whale. A blue and white polka dot whale. Odds bodkins. It's Wesley, the whaling whale. And he came up right between us and our silver star. And he sees it, too. And he's opening his mouth. <laughs> oh, he swallowed it right up. Well, if it isn't one thing, it's another. This is certainly a pretty pickle for our young friends. No sooner do they escape the Inkaboos and find their precious silver star floating serenely on the root beer ocean, but a blue and white polka dot whale with an appetite has to come along and gobble it up. Let's listen next time and see what happens. Never can tell, you know. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benning speaking. I'm on my own today. My son's taking a day off. Uh, he's got a birthday party. But <laughs> can't, can't drop everything for the podcast, you know. Uh, anyway, th- this uh, episode of Cinnamon Bear is going to be featuring Howard McNear. And so I'm um, delighted to have Howard on board. Howard McNear, of course, famous for, in radio, his most famous part is, of course, Doc Adams on uh, Gunsmoke. And in television, his most famous role is as Floyd the Barber on uh, The Andy Griffith Show. And I just heard some wonderful things that William Conrad was sharing about um, Howard McNear, uh, just how charming he was. I've got Parley Bear sharing some great stuff about Howard McNear that I'll play for you guys on some other 
podcast at some point about Howard McNear. But um, I did get, I have received an email from um, the Great Sea Monster. Hello, Great Sea Monster. I'm glad you tuned in and listened to <laughs> Cinnamon Bear. And Great Sea Monster's question was, have I heard the Raggedy Ann series? And I think I've heard some of it. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. And uh, they were one. Uh, the Great Sea Monster was wondering if I was going to bring more series like this to my podcast. And the answer is probably, unfortunately, no. Um, my podcast mainly focuses on comedy shows and derivatives of Jack Benny and so forth with the occasional uh, uh, jaunt into say, suspense or gun smoke and that sort of thing. But generally speaking, um, there's just too much ground in old-time radio to cover to share it all in my podcast. But what's great is this podcast can give you a taste of some things, and then you can go out there and explore. I mean, there's so much of it out there on the Internet Archive site now and, and just all over the Internet where you can download the shows for free. Um, one I'll throw out there for you is, uh, I'm kind of gearing up to be doing Gunsmoke here, uh, of course with Howard McNear, in, in a few months for its 60th anniversary, and so I've kind of been tracking down interviews and things, um, and I was listening to a William Conrad interview, and he goes into, um, the CBS, uh, radio workshop, and that was a series that ran in 1956, 57, I think uh, was over in 58. But I heard then they played some clips from it, and it just sounded like a brilliant show. So that's a show that you might might be worth checking into. And I know that on the Internet Archives, they have the complete run, gorgeous sound. Um, it's uh, they, they put it up the old-time... Radio Research Group put it up there, and they're just an amazing group of people that uh, go through and fine-tune a lot of things. Um, our suspense set comes from the OTRR people, and um, that's why it has such great sound. So uh, anyway, there's just so much great stuff going on in the field of old-time radio, and uh, so much new stuff being found all the time and brought out to us that uh, it's just a great time to be in the old-time radio, and uh, you can't collect it all possibly, but <laughs> and that's okay. I think it's good that there's so much of it you can't possibly collect it all. Don't worry about collecting it all. Worry about listening and enjoying so much of it. There's, um, there's so many wonderful, talented, creative people that that put so much love and time into these wonderful shows. They're certainly worth hearing. Um, and Cinnamon Bear is one of those. So without further ado, let's get into today's Cinnamon Bear episode with Howard McNear. See you next time. And here's the Cinnamon Bear.
Now let's see what's happening to our adventurous Judy and Jimmy and the cinnamon bear. Last time we saw them, they had just barely escaped being thrown into the immense inkwell by the Inkaboos. Crazy Quilt Dragon arrived in the nick of time with Scissor Soldiers, who held off the enemy long enough for them to rush down to the beach, jump on Crazy Quilt's back, and plunge into the root beer ocean. You see, the Inkaboos didn't dare follow them because they were made of blotting paper and would have been soaked to pieces. You'll remember, too, that they discovered their precious silver star floating on the water. And just as Jimmy was about to pick it up, a blue and white polka dot whale rose out of the ocean and... Swallowed it just like that. Oh, why did that old whale have to go and eat our silver star? I'm getting worrieder and worrieder that we won't get it back in time to put it on our Christmas tree. We'll do our especially best, Judy. All we can do for now is to wait until he comes up again. Uh, say, Crazy Quill. Yes, uh, Jimmy? Uh, do you know this whale who swallowed our silver star? Mm, slightly. He uh, invited me out for a clam chowder dinner once. His name is Wesley, and uh, he always has the tummy ache. Uh, how long do you think it'll be before he comes to the top again? Oh, can't ever tell. Uh, what I'm worried about is that he might come up someplace else where we won't see him. Oh, dear. Whatever will we do? We'll just have to be patient and wait and hope he shows up somewhere around here. Uh, speaking of waiting, if we have to wait much longer, I'm vastly afraid you folks won't have any place to wait. Well, what do you mean, Crazy Quill? Uh, well, it uh, it's this way. I'm not really a watertight dragon, and in order to make any sort of extended sea cruise, I have to go on a special diet. It takes about four barrels of corks to put me in the pink. And you haven't eaten any corks lately? Not for some time. And if I stay in this root beer ocean very much longer, I'll get waterlogged. Or, or maybe I should say root beer logged and sink. Oh, my stuffings. Can't we go someplace where you can dry out? How about that big rock over there? An excellent thought, Jimmy. I'll I'll just uh, head in that direction. Uh, be there Ahoy! in a jiffy. Avast there, belay. What's the matter, Cinnamon Bear? There's the whale. He's coming up. Oh, oh look at him. He's Hello coming up. Hello there, Wesley. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Crazy Quill. How are you, you old blue and white blubberer? Oh, there you go. Insulting me just because you know I'm a sick whale. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I, I was only fooling. Oh, what's bothering you now? Hurry up and tell him about our star. In a minute, Judy. I said, what's bothering you now, Wesley? Uh, it's a pain I can't quite locate. Oh, dear, it... It just jumps all around. And... I have a pretty good idea what it might be, my drooping denizen of the deep. Oh, you have? Well, tell me like a good dragon. Remember about an hour ago you swallowed something uh, floating around here? Oh, yes, of course. Just a tea time snack, nothing heavy. Uh, maybe so, but what you swallowed was a silver star that belongs to my young friends up here, Judy and Jimmy. And the fellow sitting behind them is Paddy O'Cinnamon. Uh, hello, folks. Uh, sorry to meet you when I'm feeling so miserable. No wonder you don't feel good after eating our silver star. Oh, what a pity. I don't know why I did it, really. I I've no appetite at all. Just nibble here and there. Oh, whoa, ho, ho. You're the funniest whale I ever heard of. Never saw anything like oh, you. Of course you haven't. Oh. You've never seen a whaling whale Until you've looked at me all I've whaled in forty-eleven seas From Tokyo to Rio I never smile, I never laugh I never grin or snicker It takes too long to smile a smile a frown is so much quicker. 
I've had considerable comment on it. Uh, you ought to hear me cut loose with rock in the cradle of the deep. <laughs> Many... Uh, you're all right, Wesley, if I may presume to call you that. Well, that's quite all right. Uh, you know what? I-, I think I'd sound much better if I didn't feel so bad. I should think you would feel bad. That silver star you ate was made of glass. Yes, I... D- what? Glass? Oh, dearie me. Oh, oh, oh double dearie me. Oh, I'm certainly the most unfortunate whale that ever flipped a flipper. Uh, you didn't chew oh. it up, did you? No, no, I didn't, but that doesn't help matters any. Glass. Oh, oh dear. Somebody get a, a doctor quick. I, I'm going. I'm going. I know I'm going. Oh, of course you're not, Wesley. Oh. <laughs> Just take a good deep breath and oh. see what you can do about returning the star to its rightful owners. Oh, I'm so indisposed. I, I think I'm going to faint. What? No, no smelling salts? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. oh, dear. There he goes. And the silver star inside him. What'll we do now? Wait until he comes up again. Maybe he'll feel better then. Not Wesley. He enjoys poor health. Oh, what do you say we climb up on that rock like we planned to do? Then Crazy Quilt can get dried out, and we can watch for Wesley to come up to the top again. Fine. Hold on tight, everybody. Uh, up we go. Whee! Ah, here we are. Now, if you'll all get off, I'll take myself a bit of a sunbath. Sure enough. Hey, come on, Judy. I'll help you down. Thanks, Cinnamon Bear. Uh, pardon me, my friends. I shall retire to a remote corner and stretch me out in the sun. See you later. Yeah, take a good rest, Crazy Quilt. Oh, hello, hello. Hello yourself. It's a sill, Judy. Howdy, folks. Welcome to our city. It isn't a city. It's just a walk. I know, I know. Just a figure of speech. Welcome, anyhow. I'm Samuel, the trained seal. Like the ones in the circus? Have you seen them? Amateurs, my boy. Just amateurs. You haven't seen a thing until you've seen me perform. Well, if you're so good, let's see you. Not now, Jimmy. Get him to dive down and wake up the wailing whale. Okay, here's trick number one. Too late now, Judy. That pesky seal set on showing himself off. Oh, it's a thriller, folks. I toss this ball high into the air, turn a somersault, blow a whistle, and catch it on my nose. What, the whistle? No, the ball. Now get a load of this, folks. Here goes. Whee! Look at that, Jimmy. 
Excuse me, my friend, but you do the whole show, don't you? Applause and all. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Do that with my flippers. Just to get my timing right, you know. Must get used to public acclaim. I'd say it was pretty good, all right. Oh, pretty good. Nothing. You know, you've never seen a better juggling, balance, and musical act. Can you all... dive? Can a seal dive? <laughs> I'm Olympic material, I am. Can I dive? Oh, would you dive down and wake up the wailing whale, then? He's got something that belongs to us, and we want him to hurry and give it back. Mm, I thought I saw Wesley hereabouts a while back. Sure, I'll dive down and wake him up. Oh, I'll give him a nip that will make him start, all right. Watch this form. Now, is this grace? Is this diving? Whoa! Back in a minute, folks. I hope he can wake up the whale. Maybe he won't be able to find him. Oh, sure he will. There's Wesley coming up now. And there's the seal. <laughs> Say, that was fast work. Oh, whoa. There he is, folks. Told you I'd wake him up. Oh, what goes on here? A seal named Samuel just dived down and woke up the wailing whale for us, Crazy Quill. Oh, that's very commendable of Samuel. Oh, don't mention it, my good fellow. Don't mention it. Oh, whoa, is me. Whoa, is me. What's the matter, Mr. Whale? Now, that silver star thing of yours is making me most miserable. Here I'm supposed to watch my tummy, and something like this has to happen. Oh, whoa. This is killing me. What are you laughing at, Wesley? First time in my life I ever heard you laugh. I can't help it. The star is tickling my insides. Caught my throat. Caught my throat. Make him sneeze. He'd cough us right up, I bet. Somebody tickle him. Can't any of us reach him. Crazy quilt here. You're the longest. You try. Sure. Just a minute. I'll use my extra fancy tail. There. Tickle, 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 tickle. Oh, there it goes. I've got it. I've got it. The seal caught it on his nose. Oh, watch me juggle this. Come on, Samuel. Hand over the silver star. Oh, what's this finesse? Poetry in motion. That's what it is. Zoe. Oh, look, Cinnamon Bear. Here comes Penelope the Pelican flying low. Haven't seen her around here for months. Sure enough, it's that pesky pelican. Please give us our star, Samuel. You might drop it and break it in a million pieces. Not a chance. I never miss. Just let me give it one more throw and I'll turn it over to you. Only one more, then. Do you promise? I promise. This one will be the highest throw ever made by any seal in the world. Stand back, everyone. Hey, you, Penelope the Pelican. Stop flying around over my head so I can make this record throw. Please hurry, Samuel. You should never rush an artist, but here goes. Ta-da! You know, that's for the band, you know. And up goes the star, higher and higher and higher. Look, cutie, look! Oh, that pelican caught our silver star. Snatched it right in midair. Now, isn't that a nice how do you do? And a nice how do you do it certainly is. Just imagine it. They get their silver star back from the wailing whale only to have it snatched away by Penelope the pelican. It's beginning to look very much like Judy and Jimmy and the cinnamon bear will have to go through a lot more trouble to get it back in time to put on top of their Christmas tree. Or maybe they'll have better luck next time. So let's be sure and listen. What's well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of Cinnamon Bear. Uh, this episode I've been waiting for. This features um, famed radio performer, producer, director, writer, <laughs> saver of <laughs> radio transcription discs that that made us all be able to listen to so many shows. Um, Elliot Lewis, and Elliot Lewis is going to play the main role in this episode um, of Presto, the Magician. 
And what's cool, another cool thing about this episode is for the first time I get to use a cover of a rock album as our picture for the day. <laughs> because Rush had an album called Presto that had uh, 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 a magician's hat on it and so forth. And I thought, oh, that's perfect to, to play. I'm always looking for some picture for these episodes. And so there we have a picture for this episode. Uh, this is Elliot Lewis Day all day long. We have uh, a Elliot Lewis intensive performance on um, Phil Harris and Alice Faye show. He plays Remley, of course. And we also have Elliot Lewis on the Jack Benny show later today, uh, where he will play the lingerie salesman. <laughs> so uh, a broad variety of parts for our wonderfully talented Elliot Lewis. And this one is actually the one you're hearing today, this series, the Cinnamon Bear series, is, as far as uh, anyone can tell at this point, his first um, recorded uh, radio series that anyone's been able to find. So this is very, very, very early Elliot Lewis. Um, and it's a great part. And he does some other parts as well. I think we've already heard him on the series because I would... I sort of recognized his voice in one of the earlier episodes, um, doing his his heavy um, voice that he that he's going to do. If you listen to the Jack Benny show and listen to his the lingerie counter person, I think if you listen to that voice and then think about some of the episodes we've already played at Cinnamon Bear, you'll go, oh, "Okay, he was on Cinnamon Bear already." So, um, but having said that, enjoy today's episode of Cinnamon Bear, and we will have Hunter back with us next time to uh, announce the next Cinnamon Bear episode. I hope you're enjoying Cinnamon Bear. It's a lot of fun and uh, a great series to bring you during this um, holiday season, and we'll see you next time. Bye. And here's the Cinnamon Bear. Now let's take a look at Judy and Jimmy and their friends, the Cinnamon Bear and the Crazy Quilt Dragon. Things seem to be happening left and right. Wesley, the Wailing Whale, swallowed their silver star and finally got it off his chest when Crazy Quilt tickled him and made him cough it up. Samuel, the seal, caught it and started to juggle it. Higher and higher he tossed the star and then, alack, Penelope the Pelican snatched it in midair and off she flew. As Cinnamon Bear would say, this is a pretty kettle of halibuts. Oh, dear... Every time I think about our star, I want to cry. Seems like we just never will get it back. Don't you suppose we ought to just head out into the root beer ocean and keep looking, Cinnamon Bear? I don't think that would be so wise, Judy. Well, I should say not. Not until I've eaten my four barrels of corks. It would be a sad thing for us to get started and then have me get all soaked up with root beer. Oh. <laughs> What's funny, Crazy Quill? <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, maybe we could find us a root beer float. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is no time for bum jokes, Crazy. Oh, I thought it rather good myself. It's not. 
Now, Judy, I, I don't think it would do any good to head out into the root beer ocean. We haven't the extra slightest notion of which way the pelican was flying. Well, right now, I don't care much about anything. I'm so hungry. Ah, food. Uh, now that you mention it, Jimmy, uh, I could trifle with a few dozen lollipops myself. And sure, and I haven't had any cinnamon buns for some time. If I want to keep extra special ferocious, I just must have my cinnamon buns. Suppose we all hop on Crazy Quilt's back and get back to land again. Capital. I'm all dried out now, and it isn't very far. Uh, climb aboard, my friend. Yeah, uh, how about those Incaboos? Can't we go further up the coast a bit and avoid them? Soak my stuff in if I ever want to meet up with them again. None of us would, Cinnamon Bear. I'll head sort of north by East Northley, and that'll bring us to a shore quite a bit out of their territory. Ah, uh, you've no idea how good that sounds to me ears, Crazy Quilt. Come on, sure let's go. Sure thing. I'll get you ashore before you can say Jack Robinson. Jack Robinson. Oh, that's not fair, Judy. I wasn't ready. Ah, uh, you can't swim that fast, Crazy Quilt, and you know it. Maybe so, maybe no. But just hang on tight and see how you like this. That was a quickie, Crazy Quill. I'll say it was. I was just poking along, just poking along. Oh, you don't say so. Well, if you'd have gone any faster, it would have blown all my fur off. My goodness, Crazy Quilt. This looks awful steep along here. Wait a minute. Who's that over there by that big rock? Why, it's a man. And isn't he funny looking? He hasn't got any sleeves in his coat. And would you look at that hat? It's so big it completely covers his face. And look, Judy. Look at all those white rabbits following him. Willikers. Why, there must be about uh, 20 of them. Oh. Oh, it must be. It is. Is who? Made my colors if it isn't that measly magician, Mr. Presto. You mean he's a bad man, Crazy Quilt? Oh, no, not that, but he's a bad magician. He he takes magic lessons by correspondence. He means by mail, Judy. Right, and he insists on trying his half-baked magic on everything and anybody. Last time I met up with him, he practiced a bit on me. Uh, uh, I shall never forget it. Well, what did he do, Crazy Quilt? <clears throat> well, uh, pride will not permit me to tell you, Jimmy. My Crazy Quilt ancestors would turn over in their graves. Greetings, my old friend Crazy Quilt. Greetings and salutations. So glad to see you again. And how's your Uncle Gregory? He seems very pleasant, Crazy Quilt. I refuse to make further comment. Uh, for a minute, anyway. If he's a magician, maybe he can help us get our silver star back. Well, well, well. This is the treat, if I do say so. And who are your friends, Crazy Quilt? Oh, oh, hello, Presto. Uh... May I make you acquainted with Judy and Jimmy and Patio Cinema? How do you do? How do you do? Any friend of Crazy Quilts is a friend of mine, as I always say. So glad to see you, and how hey, are you? How's about a few carrots, huh? Us rabbits is going to get tough if you don't crack through with some grub, and we don't mean maybe, see? Uh, pardon me, Mr. Presto, but did that white rabbit say that, or uh, are you a ventriloquist? No, that was the rabbit, unfortunately. I produced him and about 20 others while I was doing my homework on magic lesson number four. I take magic lessons by mail, very good, too, but after I produced all these rabbits, Rabbits out of my hat, I couldn't get rid of them. Keep following me around all the time and yelling for carrots. Very annoying, very annoying. But if you're a magician, why don't you make them disappear? Then they wouldn't bother you. Alas, I'm unable to do that. Lesson number five on how to make white rabbits disappear with nothing up your sleeve was lost in the mail. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, by the way, Mr. Presto, if you don't mind my saying so, I think you ought to get a hat that fits you. 
It keeps slipping down all over your face all the time. It's twice too big for you. Good business, fellow, just good business. I'm twice as good as any magician living. Gotta have a hat twice as big. Ah, maybe so, presto. But inasmuch as it's resting on your Adam's apple most of the time, it seems to me you're talking through your hat. (laughs) Scorn me if you will, crazy quilt, but so help me Houdini if you don't mind your tongue. One of these days when I get to lesson 23, I'll turn you into a lounge lizard. Says you, you moldy old magician. Why, I'll pull your hat so far down over your face you'll be able to wear it for a skirt. Here, here, control yourself, boys. Control yourself. Calm down. That's what I say. Besides, I want to ask Mr. Presto here some special questions. Ah, only too happy to accommodate you, young man. Only too happy to well, accommodate uh, you. Well, what I want to know is, why don't you have any sleeves in your coat? Simple, my child, simple. If I don't have any sleeves, folks will know I have nothing up them. And are you a good magician, Mr. Presto? Good, I'm slightly terrific. I'll demonstrate. Well, there's only one kind of magic we'd be interested in right now. We're awful hungry. Can you get us something to eat? Food, simplest thing in the world. Learn that in lesson 15. That is the fundamental. So happens that the great Presto is a snazaroo when it comes to producing eatables. Your orders, please, just name it. Cinnamon buns for me with currants and plain icing. Mm, not that I think you can produce anything, Presto. Uh, but uh, I could toy with about three Loganberry lollipops. Well, uh, I want something that's regular food, uh... You can make mine a ham and egg sandwich, and uh, you don't have to toast it either. I think I'd like that too, Mr. Presto. All simple stuff. I'll start with the ham and egg sandwiches first. I place my hat on the ground, covered with my kerchief, a few choice words. Hocus pocus, ipso facto, abracadabra, and orasmataz. <laughs> Remove the handkerchief from the hat and... <laughs> <laughs> You've got the makings all right, but I don't think I could eat a real-life pig and a chicken. <laughs> Up to your old stuff, eh, Presto? Am I mortified so sorry? Million apologies. How about a few card tricks? I'm afraid you're a frost, Presto. Now, how about finding lost things? Are you any good at that? Right down my alley, Lesson 17. What have you lost? It's our silver star, Mr. Presto. It belongs on top of our Christmas tree, and we just got to get it back. Silver, silver star? Excuse me while I go into a quick trance. Oh, I'm getting it. Oh, it's traveling over water. Oh. A bird has it. A pelican has it. That's more like it. You're all right, Presto. You're all right. Hmm. If you're so good at knowing where things are, perhaps your magic can bring back Penelope the pelican back with the silver star. Simplicity itself. In a moment, you'll see her step out of my silk hat. Watch a wave of the wand this time. <coughs> and behold the pelican. Oh, that's no pelican. It's a halibut. What's going on? Nothing sacred anymore. Not even a halibut. Pooey do, sir, and goodbye. <laughs> oh, please, please, just a slight error someplace. Let me try again. Behold. Uh, uh, don't look now, Presto, uh, but I think you've got something there. <laughs> Why, it's a penguin. Yes, a penguin I am, and if I may say so, raspberries to all of you. Goodbye. Please, I beg of you, just one more chance. All right, but this is the last time. Behold. <laughs> Hooray! Wah, wah. That this should happen to me. Penelope Pettifer Pelican, descended from a long line of respectable pelicans. You'll answer for this. I'll write a letter, that's what I'll do. You'll hear from me, sir. How dare you interrupt a blue-blooded pelican when she's flying along and minding her own business. Why, why, your cheap vaudeville magic jerked me so violently, I thought I'd lose my back feathers. And then to be pulled out of a silk hat. Uh, 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 let's see the label. Oh, 
Cheap stuff and second-hand at that. Where's our silver star you took away from the seal when he was juggling it? Oh, that thing. A pretty bauble, too. Well, I was flying over the island of Obi when this tenth-rate magician jerked the daylights out of me and I dropped it. Oh, dear. Did you see where it landed on the island? How could I? It all happened like a flash. And now, if you ruffians are quite finished, good day. And wait till my congressman hears about this, the very idea. Oh, whatever will we do now? We're farther away from the Silver Star than ever. Oh, don't cry, Judy. <laughs> Be a regular twin, not a sniffly girl. All right, Jimmy. Well, presto, uh, hmm. uh, what have you to say for yourself now? Nothing, absolutely nothing. I am abject, I am prostrate, I feel like a snake in the grass. What? Goodness, he is a snake in the grass. Well, sure enough, he turned right into one. And watch him wriggle away. And let's hope he stays that way for some time. He's nothing but a nuisance. So that's that. Well, let's not waste our time crying about what's happened. Let's start off and look for something to eat and a boat to get us over to the island of Obi. You're right, Cinnamon Bear. Let's see what's around the other side of this rock. Come on, Jimmy. Come on, Crazy Quill. Okay, Judy. All right. Oh, uh, but around. be careful. Yeah. Watch out of your Oh, watch this. Look, right up against the rock. Why, it's a chest. Yeah, it looks like a pirate chest that you read about. Why, so it does. And see what's written on it. Private property of Captain Taffy. Hands off. Let's open it. Maybe there's gold in it. No, I'll take this side, and Jimmy, you take that other side over there. And we'll give it... Gee, Willikers, listen! Wow! We're surrounded. Oh, pirates, we're done for. Oh, Jimmy! Pirates, that's bad, yes indeed. From all I've read and heard about pirates, they're not especially good people to meet up with. Not at all. And next time we'll find out just what's in store for poor Judy and Jimmy and Cinnamon Bear and Crazy Quill. Mm-hmm.